Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We, talk about, we talk about swords. Oh yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an e <laughs> Athlete, yeah, he's an, an athlete. athlete. That's everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk and about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> tiny Sasquatches, and the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, that, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is sword stores, tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new format that I'm just going to call a mini-sode. I've heard that done before. Um, and also a solo-sode. Um, today is November 1st. We're just finishing the uh, Halloween weekend and first half of the week. And busy is and has been very busy. That's how she got her name, folks. I don't know if you knew that. So we're trying to schedule this week and just couldn't make it happen. And uh, this morning... I was about to send out a tweet and Instagram saying, sorry, guys, no episode this week, uh, but we'll be back next week. Um, but then I, I had an idea this morning and I, I texted busy to see if she'd be cool with me just doing a mini episode, probably half the time, 20, 30 minutes and um, or I'll just go into some emails. Um, th that seems like a better alternative, I guess, than not doing an episode. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Send us an email. Let us know. Um, by the way, we've been getting so many emails from you guys and, um, it's very touching the, the love that we're getting from all of you. Uh, I don't think there's been one bad email in the bunch. Um, and I just want to let you all know that we do read all of them. I'm the one that gets them. I have the email account that no docs podcast, uh, at Gmail. Um, can't, let me make sure that's even right. Uh, I gotta look at my phone. No docs podcast at gmail.com. So 
For those of you who've been thinking of writing in, uh, feel free. Uh, I read them all, and I do pass them on to Busy. Um, I thought I would read. I would go into emails that were aimed at me. I've gotten a lot of people commenting on my vertigo or the esophageal spasms <laughs> or the heart palpitation. I have a lot of issues, is what I'm saying, and a lot of you have had comments. So I figured I, I would uh, respond to those in this episode since Busy can't record this week. Um, so no harm, no foul. If you don't want to listen, if you're a bigger Busy fan than Steve fan, which I get, um, I, I'm fairly certain that the reason this ep- podcast is so popular, and it is very popular, we're doing very well, thanks to all of you. Um, uh, but I think it's mostly Busy. She has a, a ton of followers. So I think a large amount of our success is because of busy, but I also want to thank, thank you as well. Um, yeah, this podcast, I can't imagine doing this podcast with anyone else, but busy. Um, you know, when my, uh, ex had recommended that I do this, you know, months ago, I was like, I can't do this by myself. Um, I, I got to find someone to do it with. And I was thinking of my friend, Adam Goldberg, who I had wanted to do a podcast with for a long time. Um, in fact, he's on my latest, I have another podcast called Steve AG, uh, where it's just me shooting the shit with my friends. Adam is on the most current, um, episode. He's been on three or four and Adam is very neurotic and also suffers from vertigo. So I was like, maybe I'll, I'll do it with Adam. You know, I, I like hanging out with him. He's he's really funny and fun to talk to. Um, and then I went to Feral Audio and they're like, oh, you got you got to do it with a girl. It should be with a girl. Uh, and, you know, the story, if you go back to episode one or the the uh, teaser episode, I think I, I cover all this um, and busy jumped in. And I now I can't imagine doing it with anybody else. Uh, it's so easy and fun to talk to her. Um, yeah, it's, I I can't imagine doing it without her. So this is a weird episode, me doing it without her, but I wanted to put something up. Um, so you guys have something to listen to on your commute. I know there's a billion other podcasts that you can just be like, Oh no, we're no doctors this week. I'll listen to Marin or I'll listen to, you know, Nerdist or something. Um, this is out there. You can listen to it. Just know Busy is not on this episode. Um, I wish she was, but uh, she's busy, literally and figuratively. (sighs) All right. Yeah, it's Wednesday. The first. Oh, my God, it's November. I got to pay rent. Oh, my God. Um, Let's get into an email. I have... This is an email from a while back from September 28th. It's from someone named Emily. The subject says vertigo equals fresh hell. Uh, Emily, I can't agree with you more. Vertigo is probably the worst uh, affliction. And I've had kidney stones. I've, you know, I've had an appendix taken out. Vertigo's it's bad when you can't when you can't stand up when you have no ba- it, just imagine not having any balance and being able to walk that's vertigo and it's it is a fresh hell thank you emily um i just had a hellish bout with vertigo and thought i was going to die <laughs> 
I'm not a celebrity, but I'd be happy to recount it on an episode. But seriously, I think you should do a whole episode on vertigo and what causes it and how it's treated. Actually, I think maybe when Adam uh, Goldberg is back in town, we'll have him on the podcast to to talk about it. He's done way more work and had way more checkups looking into vertigo than I have. Um, I have seen a doctor. I've... Uh, I did a thing when I first started getting vertigo when I was younger where in order for them to, you know, track your vertigo and observe it, they have to induce it. Um, and this was when I was probably, you know, 19 or 20. And the way they do that is they put water in your inner ear to throw off your balance. And it is, it's the worst. It is, pardon my language, fucking horrible. Um, so Emily goes on because my husband was YouTubing all these weird maneuvers to do to my head and it was quite comical. They actually worked though. I'd be interested to hear if Steve has ever done any of those weird things to help his vertigo, etc. Keep up the good work guys. Listening to you is a highlight of my week. Emily, thank you very much. Emily, that means a lot. Um, I have tried, I believe you're talking about, it's called the Epley maneuver. Um, back when my vertigo was getting really bad, um, I did try it once. It didn't really work. It, it may have helped a little bit, but I don't think the Epley maneuver is for BPV, which is the vertigo you get from crystals. Our, our inner ears have these crystals lining them and sometimes they break loose and they float around the fluid in your middle ear and they cause your uh, equilibrium to be off because your the fluid in your ear has to compensate now because of this new thing moving around in it. And that's what causes the vertigo. The Epley maneuver is a way to, uh, through turning your head certain directions at certain times and then sitting up at certain times with your head facing a certain way, it kind of guides the, um, the crystal through your ear canal back to a place where it's not going to throw, throw off your balance. So if you do have BPV, you know, if you wake up suddenly and had ha the room is spinning for me, mostly it is not spinning for me. I just have a f sense of being off balance. Um, so that really wouldn't work for me, but in instances when the room has been spinning, I've tried it. It didn't really work, which leads me to think that my, um, my uh, vertigo is not BPV. It kind of helped a little bit, but it really didn't do a lot. So if anybody does have that uh, or has experienced it, I mean, I'd say it's worth a try. You can find YouTube videos, just like Emily said. Uh, look up the Epley Maneuver, E-P-L-Y. And it's very harmless. It's just, it, while you're doing it with vertigo, it's a little uh, hellish because it kind of induces it and makes it a little worse. But uh, if that's what you have, if you have BPV, it uh, supposedly helps. Sorry, I have uh, a little bit of indigestion. <laughs> I ate uh, I ate some uh, Chipotle earlier, and it's it's fighting me. Um, yeah, vertigo is just a bummer. Um, okay, that's one for me and busy. Oh, here's one from Karen, uh, September 29th, and it, the subject is heart palpitations. 
So I'm assuming this one is directed at me, Steve. Hi, Busy and Steve. I'm not a doctor, but (laughs) I thought I'd share my experience with heart palpitations. Uh, We were in England visiting my in-laws, and for a few days I was having heart palpitations when I was sitting or lying down at night. Already that's different from mine. Mine are usually when I'm up and walking around. But anyway, moving on. I didn't notice it. Didn't notice it if we were up and about walking. Yeah, just like the opposite of mine. That's so weird. So eventually, before we flew home, my husband brought me to the ER. I spent a super uncomfortable night with hospital NHS. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Um, And after many tests, they couldn't figure out what was wrong. So against their advice, I checked myself out. I get it. I hate being in the hospital when they don't know what's wrong with you. Um, We scheduled an appointment with a cardiologist back home. However, as soon as we left England, the palpitations stopped. That's always the way it works. Uh, I chalked it up to my father-in-law trying to kill me with his nonstop talking. (laughs) I I doubt that. But but also, I will say that uh, anxiety can cause heart palpitations. I just was at my therapist today, and she was talking about that. Uh, anyway, we go on, uh, she goes on, but I went to the cardiologist and they couldn't find anything wrong to, uh, fast forward a week or so. And I went to my regularly scheduled appointment with my chiropractor. I told him about the drama and he said, Oh, you probably have a rib out of place. He was right. All uppercase exclamation point. As we continued adjustments over time to get it back in place, you could feel when the traction table rolled over that spot it was painful but there was absolutely no pain in everyday life um crazy on a similar note we were heading back to england at the end of uh, this august for two weeks the night before we were set to fly emergency appendectomy vacation canceled is england the curse we may never know uh, hope this gives you another option to think about in relation to the heart palpitation. Well, thank you, Karen. Um, that's one I had never heard about a, a rib being out of place. I don't know if that's if it's out of place and pushing against your heart or something. Uh, I, I'd be willing to look into that. I, I've decided I'm going to go in and get a stress test i you know when this started happening months ago and it's been great recently i've been hydrating a lot and i have noticed uh that's practically gone i say practically not totally um so i think i'm just um gonna go in and get the stress test uh my my therapist today was like what are you doing just go in and get the stress test just for some peace of mind, you know, they're going to do, they do what's called a nuclear stress test, which I had never heard about. I've heard of stress tests where they hook up the, uh, you know, the EKG sensors to your chest and ribs and arms and legs, and then have you run on a treadmill and get your heart beat up. And then they, they monitor it. Um, that's the stress test I have always known and heard about. And then uh, my doctor said nuclear stress test, which is, and I would love if any of you have had this, uh, please email in no, we're no docs. Sorry. <laughs> no docs podcast at gmail.com. I would love to know your experience. Um, they inject a dye into your veins. Uh, 
And while you're doing the stress test, they monitor it as it goes through your heart. It sounds fucking horrible, but I'm sure it's safe. (laughs) Uh, That I'm not going to lie. That scares me. I don't like having weird uh, chemicals injected into my bloodstream. Um, But, you know, whatever. And and they want to do this nuclear stress test. And then uh, also... I'm not sure if it's the same day or they do it after the stress test on a different day. You come in and they do an ultrasound, like an imaging, 3D imaging of your heart. I mean, it would be great to get this over with and either know, know what's wrong or know that my heart is okay and it's probably anxiety or like I've been, you know, estimating that it's uh, dehydration. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's see who else has an email for old Steve. Um, uh, that's one for a personal assistant. Uh, skin picking. By the way, we will get to all these guys. Don't worry. Uh, let's see. All right, here's one I'm just going to go into. I forget what it was about, but it's from someone named Kayla. The subject is best podcast topic ever. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that, Kayla. (laughs) Hey, Busy and Steve, love the podcast. I'm a huge fan. I have a topic for you guys to discuss. Thumb sucking. All right, I'm going (laughs) to... just saw that. Now I do remember this. I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to wait. This is one for busy as well because she has kids. Um, I, if I remember correctly, this has to do with adult thumb sucking, which I know is a thing. And I've known people who still do it. Um, as like a crutch or something. I don't know. I'm going to wait on this one. And, (laughs) I think busy should be involved in that, uh, in that discussion. Uh, let's see. There's one from someone named Katie called podcast fodder. Uh, love the podcast busy. I know you are no doctor, but I'm wondering if I have IBS. That's one for busy. Jeez, uh, Some of these I'm looking at the, Definitely have to have Busy involved. Here's one from Alex. Hi, Busy and Steve. I'm a big fan of the podcast and Busy's Instagram stories. And I need, all uppercase, need to tell you about my niacin flush experience. All right. I'm in on this. I think this was sent after I had been saying I'd been eating a lot of sunflower seeds, which contain niacin. And that was helping my heart palpitations. Uh, I bought it because... My doctor tested my cholesterol and it came back high. I'm only 24 years old. Even though she said it was no big deal because I didn't fast for it, I still panic because I'm a crazy hypochondriac. So I did some research and ordered niacin. I ordered a casual 250 milligram dose bottle, took it for the first time at 11 p.m. at night. Within 10 minutes, my whole body was red and itchy and burning hot like a bad sunburn. I was freaked out and assumed I was going into anaphylactic shock. Luckily, I live two blocks from a hospital here in Philly. What up, Philly? That's me talking, Steve Agee. What up, Philly? I went to school right outside of Philadelphia. I went to a uh, 
went to a boarding academy called Valley Forge Military Academy. Yep. I went to the school that was the basis for Pensy Prep in The Catcher in the Rye. J.D. Salinger was also an alumni. And it was also the school where they filmed the movie Taps. I'm sure Alex knows about this school. She must. He or she. Alex is one of those names that could go either way. Uh, I ran into the hospital and the stupid bitch at the... Well, I'm assuming now this is a guy. Don't call people bitches. Um, Even when they're trying to do their job and it's not working out for you. Don't say that. I ran into the hospital and this woman at the desk was not taking me seriously. She was asking me to fill out forms and I was shaking so bad I could barely write. I was like, I'm dying and this woman wants me to fill out forms. We sat in the waiting room for five minutes and I did not understand why nobody had taken me back. I thought I had 110 degree fever and I was literally beat red. Who I, okay. I called my mom who is a nurse and she is also panicking for me until she starts Googling niacin and comes up the article. Don't be afraid of niacin flesh, which was when we realized that's what was happening to me. And at that same time, it started to go away. So I went to the triage nurse's uh, door and told her I was leaving, but she still made me get my vitals checked. Well, they kind of have to do that. She even suggested that I stay. Apparently, nobody knows about the niacin flesh, uh, which is true. I did not know about this. And I hope the whole world listens to your podcast so they don't end up like me in the ER at 11.30 p.m. for nothing. Uh, Thanks for the morning uh, commute entertainment. Your podcast is fantastic, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Um, Don't say disparaging things about women. I'm sure she was just doing what she was supposed to. Um... Let's see. Question for Steve Agee. Ooh, here we go. This is from a listener named Jessica. It's called, and uh, the subject is a question for Steve Agee about marijuana, (laughs) about marijuana and health anxiety. Hello, busy. Hello, hello, Stephen busy. You guys are awesome. And I love your podcast. You guys are so nice for saying all this. Uh, I have a question for Steve. You said you used to smoke a lot of marijuana. Do you have any good stories about health scares that happened while you or your friends were high? I've come to some crazy conclusions when I was high out of my guard gourd because of my health anxiety and WebMD definitely didn't help me calm down. Unfortunately, I can't really remember any specific anecdotes because my memory isn't so great from years of smoking marijuana. Also, marijuana is an interesting topic in and of itself. Like, have you experienced withdrawal after quitting heavy marijuana use? Uh, It's a good thing. It's a it's a thing. Google it. Do you think your brain functions differently than it used to before you even smoked? Uh, Are scientists going to realize in 50 years that we've all been fucking over our brains connections, our brain connections? Uh, Hopefully you'll bring up, uh, bring it up sometime in the show. I'll be listening. Thanks for what you guys do. And I hope you don't stop anytime soon. We're not going to stop Jessica. That's why I'm doing this episode by myself. Um, I don't think I was ever a heavy, heavy marijuana user. I've never really been what you would call a stoner. I think because I played a stoner on a TV show for three seasons, a lot of people think, uh, just have the misconception that I am a stoner. Um, I once, when we were doing the Sarah Silverman show, uh, while I was in the second or third season, I did a comedy 
festival in Portland and everywhere I went, people at the shows would just give me bags and bags of marijuana too much. I don't smoke that much. I never did. Um, and I usually, you know, would do it just to calm down or uh, to relax before going to bed. Um, I would never be like, Hey, let's get high and watch the wall. That was never me. I maybe in high school a little bit, uh, and, and parts of college, but I, I was never what you'd call a stoner, but I would, you know, maybe smoke it a few times a week. Um, also, I, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I um, will use marijuana uh, as an anti-nausea um, tool. Uh, it really, really, of everything I've tried, uh, antacids, you know, whatever, ginger, all the usual peppermint, all the usual uh, homeopathic cures for nausea, um, I've noticed that... Uh, just one or two puffs uh, of uh, of pot really, really help the nausea go away. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really do have indigestion from that food. Uh, I like, you know, I'm no doctor. I don't know the science of it, but it really does help. And uh, so I also think I mentioned I, I stopped smoking for almost a year uh, this past year. Uh, I was shooting a, a movie and a pilot back to back in New York or no, in uh, Ohio and in uh, Richmond, Virginia uh, for a, about a month, maybe a little bit more. And so while I was out on the road shooting, I didn't really have access to weed. And I don't really like smoking that much when I'm shooting. I don't. I don't want to be slowed down or in a fog or anything. Uh, so it just wasn't available. So like a month or two went by. And then once I got back to LA, I was also dating somebody at the time who also did not smoke uh, marijuana, did not use drugs, barely even drank. So I was like, well, I'm not going to sit around and smoke in front of my girlfriend, you know, um, <clears throat> That's just dumb, and uh, I don't need to also. So I just kept not smoking pot, and um, I didn't notice a huge difference. You know, I, I'm smoking again occasionally, like I said, with uh, my stomach, or if I'm having trouble sleeping sometimes, but that's about it. Um, I have occasionally, recreationally, over the past month or two, uh, given it a shot, and uh, it's fine. So I really can't speak from a withdrawal point of view. I know I, I have a friend, Doug Benson, who's very famous uh, for his um, pot smoking, <laughs> his pot knowledge, his, his pot related material. He's a comedian and um, fairly uh, famous in the marijuana world. But I, I've known him to go for times without doing it. And he smokes majorly he smokes it a lot and he has not really said anything about uh withdrawal so i think uh it's you know i'm not saying that that's not true i think it's uh related to your brain chemistry as well you know there are certain people that just have an addictive personality to certain chemicals and so it might be uh, a little withdrawy <laughs> when you uh stop smoking it but i've never noticed that 
uh, I've never really been a, a recreational pot user. It's sometimes I will, if it's, if it's offered and I, I have nothing to do the next day or that night, but I, I don't like performing while I'm high. I have a couple times and it hasn't really worked to my advantage, uh, you know, doing stand up, but you know, yeah, I don't have, I'm not the pot expert that a lot of people think I am. Um, yeah, I didn't, you know, this past year when I was not smoking weed, I didn't notice a huge difference uh, in compared to previous years of me actually smoking weed. Um, because I really didn't have, you know, hadn't stopped that much, you know, maybe once or twice a week and not getting stone stone, but just a little bit, um, you know, just level as I like to call it. But, uh, thank you for that email, Jessica. Um, oh, wait, here's one about our listener email show. Oh, that one's about Emily's gallbladder. So I'll save that for busy. Um, this is from Helen episode idea, all things skin. I already like where this is going. Hey, busy and Steve, you guys are so much fun to listen to. I love when busy gets Steve to laugh so hard. He strays away from the mic. Uh, and all you hear is boisterous heck, heckle echoing in the room. I, I have to go off mic, by the way, when I laugh, because I, I would blow out your guys' eardrums. Uh, I listen uh, to in the car driving to my... I listen in the car driving my two-year-old around to various activities. Don't worry, he's young enough to hear the language without <laughs> repeating yet. That's, that's another thing. I curse a lot. And like I mentioned earlier, I... You know, I went to military school and uh, that it's a habit that I picked up in military school when I was, you know, like 17 years old. Uh, I grew up going to Christian schools, um, going to church regularly. Uh, I mean, admittedly, because of my parents, that's what you do when you're a kid. You kind of do what your parents do. Um, so I didn't curse. I didn't curse a lot. And then I went to military school and it was F this, F you, a-hole. It just so much cursing and it just consumed me. And uh, it's a bad habit I have, I, I admit. I try not to do it, but sometimes I get really passionate about something, passionate, and have to uh, just let the expletives fly. Um, but I am aware of it and I hate... Someone's dog's going crazy. I hate when I, uh, I don't like when I curse too much. Sometimes for emphasis, I don't mind it, but sometimes I'll listen back to a tape of me doing stand up and I'm hyper aware that every, I'll start a sentence or end a sentence with fuck. Like, sorry, this is going to be in the podcast now, but I'll, I'll just be like, fucking, you ever notice when, da, 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 and, this, and fucking, like, it's just, it's a crutch. It's a, Oh, I think what they, they refer to as like a time waster while you search for something to say. You just, you know, how some people say like, uh, like or uh, which is the reason my other podcast is called uh, because I do that a lot. And I, I when I'm aware of it, I try not to do it. Uh, anyway, I have really gone off topic here. Anyway, for a topic, I know you've touched on picking and a bit about moles, but I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on all things skin. Importance of SPF, washing your face before bed, creams, treatments, you swear by fillers, injections, wrinkles, hydration. 
I've talked to my friends for hours about these things, and although we're no doctors, <laughs> we all think a good wash and moisturizer is probably fine. Have you had your skin mapped? Ooh, I don't know what that is. I, I, I don't want to redo this uh, mail, this email with Busy, but uh, where they take pics of everything. I have not had that done. Anyway, thanks. Love the show. Keep at it. Get some sponsors. I bet there are loads of medical type people who would pay big money to be mentioned. That's what I want. We've had some people offer to be sponsors who just didn't seem right for the podcast. I'd love to get some medical product sponsors, even if it was for Preparation H, which I have used. Guys, not going to lie. Speaking of skin, I've had a thing the older I get uh, with skin tags. And it's very common, I guess, for people to get skin tags uh, in their armpits um, or places where their skin rubs together. I didn't know this until I actually went to a dermatologist. And I was like, I'm kind of worried. I'm getting all these skin tags. Not all these. I like two. Um, but I do have a couple more now that I, I want to get burned off. And it takes a second. And it doesn't hurt. But it's kind of a, I'm not gonna lie it's embarrassing to me I don't like I don't want people to see my weird looks like a mole looks like a colorless mole just hanging off your armpit um, but apparently it's very common where your skin rubs together so it's more common I think for heavier people um, but I want to bring this one back up with busy I want to talk about skin mapping that was from Helen Helen thank you very much um, br- this one's from Brett the subject is tail tailbone guy Brett. I think we talked about his tailbone in our last uh, listener email. Uh, hey Stephen, busy. Thanks for reading my email. Wish I provided more information. I thought it was more common thing. It's called pylondial cyst or polondial. Oh, I bet it's polondial. It's called a polondial cyst, and it's common with large hairy guys. <laughs> oh, what are you saying there, Brett? Uh, WebMD says there's a type of cyst that you can get at the bottom of your tailbone uh, or coccyx. It's called a polonidal cyst. Polonidal cyst. And it can become infected and filled with pus (laughs) once infected. The technical term is polonidal abscess, and it can be painful. I'm glad I'm reading this without busy in the room. She'd be gagging. I can guarantee you. It looks like a large pimple at the bottom of your tailbone. All right. (laughs) It's more common in men than in women. It usually happens more often in younger people. Well, there you have it. I'm, I'm almost 50. Ugh. People who sit a lot, such as truck drivers, have a higher chance of getting one. They can be treated. If your cyst becomes a problem, your doctor can drain it (laughs) or take it out through surgery. Ugh. I'll spare you pictures, but you can Google it if you like. Um, thanks, dude, but I do not like. First time I had it popped, they stuffed it with gauze. Oh, that I had to get changed every two to three days at the hospital. Oh, now I'm going to start gagging. I was usually I was usually used as a guinea pig because I'd hear the nurse whisper, now what you want to do is take the gauze, use tweezers, and stuff it in. Oh, my God, that is so gnarly. Uh, then it healed, came back again, had it popped and I had it popped and drained, came back. Same thing after about two years of this, Jesus, dude, they finally decided surgery was the next step. I had it removed and it had to heal from the bottom up instead of healing over. 
a nurse came to my house and I had to lie down with my bare ass up while the nurse changed the bandage and cleaned it. Now I'm left with a large scar and basically a second ass crack. Guess it's just me. Sorry for grossing busy out. I love the podcast and let's not use my last name. Don't worry, Brett. I did not use your last name. Uh, I won't use anybody's last name. FYI. Um, I don't get that. I'm, you said large, hairy guys. I am large, but, um, I am oddly not hairy at all. Um, if you see me in guardians, of the galaxy Two, shameless promotion, I do have a beard. Uh, the beard you see in that movie is about six months worth of growth. And that is as long as I could get it. And it's very patchy. If you look closely, you can like see right through to my skin. I, I'm not hairy at all. Like my, my chest, uh, you know, when they did an EKG, they're like, uh, can we stick these on you? I'm like, go ahead. I, you're not going to yank any hairs out of me. So, uh, well, thanks Brett. <laughs> thanks for clearing up. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Oh, here's one about going into shock. This is from Carrie. It's called Stuck in a Windshield and Calm. Hi, guys. In the voice of Busy. Hi, guys. Love the podcast, and I haven't missed an episode. I'm curious of your thoughts on going into shock. Have you experienced this phenomenon or know of anybody who has? I may not be using the correct terminology, but I had an out-of-body experience during a car accident in which I was the passenger and went through the windshield. Technically, I was stuck in the windshield for more than an hour as first responders worked to get me out of the car. Apparently, the jaws of life broke in the middle of it, uh, causing it to take longer than expected. That is horrifying. My head stuck in the windshield and my leg lodged within the mangled dashboard, completely broken. Bone broken through the skin on my shin and broken. I believe that's called a compound fracture too, by the way, just throwing out my medical knowledge. I could be wrong though. And broken ribs. I didn't feel any of it. I was experiencing a completely different reality versus what was happening to and around me. Instead, I was floating in between the driver's seat and the passenger seat far away from the windshield. It was very bright and serene, not the whole walking towards a light scenario or anything, but a very bright light around me, and I could clearly see the windshield. I wasn't in it. I heard myself speak softly and slowly and comfort my friend who was in the car, too. I said, it's okay. It's all going to be okay. That is my memory from the accident. I felt calm with no pain. Even when paramedics asked what was hurting, I only complained about a bruised arm when I clearly had other shit going on. Months later, my mom ran into a volunteer firefighter that was called to the scene that night. He filled her in on what had, what he encountered. Uh, my mother definitely being the wrong person for him to confide in. But he went on to tell her that I had been screaming the whole time, get me out. He explained that I was hysterical for the entirety of that hour as they pried me out of the car. I would imagine that sucked for those around that weren't floating above or outside like I was. Uh, though there was pain healing after the accident, I was 21, now 35, and healed incredibly fast. Well, that's good to know. I now embrace a rad scar that spans the middle of my forehead across my eyelid and swoops above my ear like a big U and a titanium rod in my leg that literally forecasts the weather. I feel damn lucky to be here to tell the story and continue to be fascinated by that quiet place I went into 
instead of feeling the intensity of that situation, what the hell is that shit? I almost forgot. I have had three pieces of glass surface from the forehead years apart. Oh man. Uh, the most recent being last Christmas, it popped up as a blemish, but was painful to the touch. And eventually a small sliver of glass poked out of my face. Oh my God, that's nuts. Uh, our bodies are crazy. Thanks for the stories, the laughs and the advice, even though you're no doctors, I appreciate it all. Much love, Carrie. Um, uh, as far as I know, what you're describing is completely common in, um, traumatic accidents uh i don't think i've ever been in shock um I, I i think i mentioned in one of the last podcasts that i slammed my head in a got my head slammed in a car door <laughs> and passed out for a split second and when i woke up i was laying in the street and there was a a driver of a car who had almost hit me when i had fallen back into the street and he was like dude are you okay I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I, I wasn't in shock because I was in a lot of pain. I knew I was not fine. I just did not want. I was embarrassed. And so I got in my car and then was like, ah, ah, oh, oh, God. Um, but, uh, yeah, what you're describing is, as far as I know, very common. I once I think I also talked about this. Uh, pulled over on the freeway after witnessing a guy flip his car over in front of me at about four o'clock in the morning on the, the Hollywood freeway here in Los Angeles. And by the time I had pulled over and got down to my car, he had crawled out from under his car and was just walking around uh, the freeway completely in a daze, didn't know where he was. Um, I'm sure he didn't feel any pain. He just kept asking if he was okay and what happened. And, um, yeah, I, uh, it's, I mean, it's like I said, it's very common. It's a way of people's brains, um, checking out so that they don't have to, um, experience something so traumatic. And it's not just with pain. I mean, people do it with, uh, mental, um, you know, abuse and, you know, uh, and physical abuse. They, they literally just block all this shit out of their head. Um, the bright God, I would love to get, uh, a, a, like a neuro, not surgeon, but a, a doctor of the, of the brain, <laughs> a doctor of the brain, a neurologist. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I'd love to get a neurologist on, um, the podcast to talk about this stuff as well as just a, uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, um, just because I am f really fascinated with the brain. I, I was in therapy. I think I mentioned earlier today I was in therapy and, uh, was just talking with my therapist about when my dad died two years ago. And the, the, the I, I, you know, for months sat with my dad while he was dying and watched him go through all these different stages. Um, he was, uh, in denial and then he was depressed and then he was in, then he was angry that he was in this hospital. He felt like we had all betrayed him even though he had to be there because he was so sick, uh, confused, hallucinating, um, regretful. He had all these regrets, which for me was the hardest thing to hear. Um, and that, and him being scared, that was the other really hard part. 
but it was fascinating to see him eventually come around to full acceptance. Like he knew what was going to happen eventually. He knew the end was near and he wanted it to come. He was tired of being in the hospital. Um, and I just watched his brain go through all these changes and, you know, the span of, you know, like four to six months. It, it was very sad, but it was also really fascinating. I, I was telling my doctor today whose father either is dying or has just died. Uh, my therapist that is. And, um, I was telling her, it's just, you know, more like it was so sad when it happened, but after it was over, I was fascinated at, you know, what the human brain is capable of and how it copes and, um, gets through these situations. So yeah, I'd love to have a neurologist on and a, you know, psychologist or psychiatrist and, uh, go way deeper into this kind of stuff. I, I'm fascinated by the human brain. I'm fascinated by what it's capable of. Uh, whether it's uh, in shock in these stressful situations or whether it's even on drugs, when you take acid, it's amazing what your brain conjures up. Um, so yeah. Uh, thank you for your email, uh, Carrie. Uh, I think that's going to be it. This is, I, I plan on doing like 15, 20 minutes. It's been 45 minutes, which is, I think about a usual episode for busy and myself. Um, like I said, uh, you can email us at no docs podcast at gmail.com. I read them all. I pass them on to busy. Um, it's our plan to eventually get to all of them. I mean, I don't know if it will happen because the more listeners we get, the more emails we're getting. Um, but, uh, we'll try and get to, you know, Definitely the best ones. And I, as far as I can tell, they're all really good, sincere, and uh, amazing questions or comments. Uh, so please keep them coming. We really appreciate you guys. I, I told Busy, uh, I texted her yesterday, or no, a couple days ago, um, the responses we've been getting to the uh, diabetes episode last week with Dean Del Rey have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um uh, it's great to see we can actually do something that just doesn't have a goofy impact, but um, has some great information. I, that's why I want to get more guests on this podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, go to go to iTunes if you haven't. And I, I say this all the time on the Instagram account, but um, give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, it helps boost uh our position on the iTunes page, the podcast page. Uh, so more people will see it and be, be aware of it. And, um, yeah, hopefully we're going to have some live episodes coming up soon. We will definitely let you know, let you guys know when that's going to happen and how you can come see us. And don't fear if you're not uh, able to come see us, those episodes will be recorded for release. And, um, yes, on behalf of, uh, busy, I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry she couldn't be here. I know it's a bummer. I'm just as bummed as you. Uh, it's a lot easier for me to get through these with somebody else. My other podcast, uh, uh, is me talking with guests. So, you know, even when I do that by myself, I have someone in the room to talk to. These are already always really difficult, which is why I had the idea to just read uh, through some of your emails. The ones that were mo more 
aimed at me. And there were, there are a lot more that are aimed at me. I could probably could have done another hour of this. Um, there was a lot more stuff about uh, my vertigo and heart palpitations and um, uh, kidney stones. And uh, you guys had a lot of, there's been a lot of emails with uh, like really informative shit that I didn't know about. So uh, please keep on writing and give us your comments and thoughts and uh, ideas and uh, just know that they're not going unseen and hopefully we'll get around to reading some more of yours. I mean, we definitely will, but, uh, I would like to get to all of them eventually. Um, so, uh, keep the emails coming in comments on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, busy. If you're listening to this, I miss you. Hope you had a great Halloween and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Hey everyone, it's me, Steve, AG, you know, (laughs) I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, Just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, We're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better, Uh, and it only takes a few minutes, I promise, but uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um, Starburns Audio, believe me. We uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like, um, ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, This really is a helpful survey um, because currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. Um, So your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, It's incredibly helpful and uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and uh, fill it out. Help help a brother out. All right. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. And he's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. (laughs) Suicide Buddies. (laughs) That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself (laughs) is... Is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's Like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a rich... I don't know what you want from me. And uh, my, and my a... girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my... <laughs> <laughs>